the Walking Purpose Podcast. Broadcasting all around the world. All around the world. Here on the Walking Purpose Podcast, we interview men around the world who are speaking on growth, mental health, and sharing their stories. Together, let's uplift kings. Now, here's your host, Craig Cooper. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Walking Purpose Podcast, y'all. This is season four, y'all. Season four, season four, episode five. I am so excited to have a special guest on our podcast, Isaiah Rucker. Um, feel free to introduce yourself, sir. Ah, let's go. Yeah, uh, I with Unloaded. Uh, you know, I got a beat on the chest. Uh, coming out of Arkansas now, was down in Dallas, Texas, but right here in Arkansas, Little Rock, the metropolitan area. All about personal development, all about uh, building my friends and family up, brothers and sisters up, hitting the community, all about taking things to the next level. And uh, man, I'm, I'm talking about unloading, unpacking, unlocking, unbelling every attribute and ability that we possess for success. So, man, let's get it. Let's get it, King. Yes, let's get it, y'all. I'm going to just tell you this, y'all, audience, y'all in for a treat. This is going to be a great conversation. If you're driving, you're going to work, just, just tune in to listen because I'm sure this, this amazing man right going to drop some nuggets for y'all. Um, I, anyways, again, let me just say this to your face. Like, bro, I am super proud of you, man. Hey, man, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, look, look, it's it's not just me, man. I, I watch what you do, Greg, man, and I'll be like, oh, my goodness. And and what's, what's fun about it is that, man, it's like, hey, man, you know, Craig killing it. Isaiah stepped your game up, man. You're gonna sit down and talk with this guy more than once. You, you need to you need to be able to have something to say. You know, and so yes. I, I'm you. always looking for work and I'm like, man, let's go. Let's go. Every time I see you jump on, I'm, I'm watching the videos, I'm watching the promotions, I'm watching the new events that you got going on. And I'm like, man, let's go, let's kill it, let's let's go. So every time we come together, man, I, I always want to clash, make something happen. We got a whole lot of good things to talk about. So when we do hit this event together, man, it's, it's just going to blow, blow, blow it out the water. Oh, yeah, facts. You know, speaking of, um, how are you doing currently right now? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, so, again, I'm making a transition from Dallas to Arkansas. So, from okay. Dallas to Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I moved for a reason because uh, strategically, man, I'm from Arkansas. I got family in Arkansas. It's a good hub for me. Now, a lot of people would be like, man, why would you leave Dallas, though? You know, why would you leave Dallas? Dallas is the market. I was like, well, you know, if you don't know anybody in Dallas, it's kind of crazy. So, Craig, man, I'm I'm doing something very new. I set up this whole uh, program and system uh, because when I jumped into motivational speaking, when I jumped into personal development and tried to take a stage for myself, um, you know, I was looking at ways to get on stage at different uh, different events, at different mm-hmm. uh development events and things of that magnitude and it was saturated so many it's so hard like trying to fight to position yourself on stage and still get paid what you need to get paid and so i decided to make a stage for myself you heard eric thomas right so eric thomas was like i'm gonna build my own i'm I'm gonna build my own table right that's what he said i'm gonna build my own table well i'm gonna build my own stage like shoot i can i can eat wherever i go you know what i'm saying and, I, and so I put that together. I was like, you know what, man, what I'm going to do, 
is I'm gonna create a stage in every metropolitan area that I can find. I'm gonna connect mm. with everybody that I know from Atlanta to uh, California, uh, all the way back to Mississippi, right here in Little Rock, back down to Texas. We're gonna we, we're gonna start building those things up. Coming up there to DC. Hey, listen, I'm talking about locking it in and making a stage for everybody that had an opportunity. What happened was I couldn't find a stage. So I was like, man, somebody else might be in the same position I'm in. So man, I, I don't want to build a website where people can lock in, become uh become part of the team in their in their state, in their metropolitan mm. area, become part of the team, hub it out. I'm gonna be financing some of the events. I might show up at some, I might not, but what I want to do is create a stage for them and they don't even have to pay any money to get on that stage. They just need to be ready, be prepared, and, and, then, and then bring the people that they love, the people that don't care about them, because what's going to happen is I get five to ten people to jump on stage. They all bring about 15 people to the event and, you know, whatever else that Moses in, you know what I'm saying, whatever, who, whoever else in the crowd that Moses in because of the promotion of the event, and then they have a stage to tell people their story. They got this stage to help develop people, give them that unique information to unload, unlock, unpack, unveil every attribute and ability that they already possess for success and then add value to somebody else. And so that's what I started doing is creating stages. And so December the 17th, we got a stage we created right here in Little Rock, Arkansas called Unloaded Big Impact Success Conference. And what we're going to do is going to close out the year talking about how we can build up the best momentum going into 2023. Love it, you know. Love it. I, I love the, the connection. You know, what I'm saying it's like just because we're not in the same state doesn't mean we can't connect and make certain things. So it's, I know in the future we got some definitely got some good things coming up, man. Um, for the audience, feel free to tell you, uh, tell the audience how you started unloaded. Absolutely. So big thing. Uh, I'm big on personal development. I think everybody is starting to look at personal development a lot more. Um, and what I did, I took this this. It's, it's kind of, I got a question the other day, Greg. They said, mm -hmm. I was on the radio and they was like, why, why, why personal development? What made you know that you needed personal development? I didn't know. I didn't know I needed personal development. Somebody offered it to me. And a lot of times we don't go into uh, development because we don't even have the opportunity or it wasn't offered. It wasn't made known. We wasn't aware of it. And somebody offered me radical personal development just because of the name is why I took it. Think about the name, radical. I had no development class that said radical. So I jumped on that development class and, and throughout that development class, I was doing a lot of self evals I was doing a lot of self-assessments. And I was like, man, you know what? I have a whole lot of attributes. I have a whole lot of abilities. I, I came out of that personal development training course. It was like a 60-day course. I came out of that 60-day course. I came out of Notary Public. I came out. I came out with no felonies, right? I came out uh, with writing books. I came out a motivational speaker. I came out a business owner. I came out a, a real estate agent. I became a whole new person in just sixty days. Wow. In sixty days, I had value that I didn't have before I entered into this thing. And so I was like, you know what? Uh, if I had that all in me, somebody else got it all in them, and that's I how you. I see life right now. Is that if I if I can possess it, somebody else probably got some some attributes that they they got that they haven't tapped into. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna unload this. And my wife, I was talking to my wife, who was like, man, uh, I, I need to unload all these attributes. I, need to, I, I unloaded that. And so I was like, yeah, man, that's my brand. That's that's gonna be my brand. Unload it. And so I, I built unloaded. Uh, it became a brand on on my clothes. It became a brand on my books. If you look, I, I wrote four books. 
you know, and uh, I got personal development. I got marketing. I got, you know, all these different aspects of, um, you know, development and growth that in these books. So four books, The Rip Method, Unload, Power Keys to Success, The 777 Rule. I'm building uh, websites for people. You know, I'm doing all these things, and it all came out of personal development. So that's what I look for is to develop others, build others up, make them better if, you know, if, 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 they, want, if they want to, you know. But I want to offer it just like it was offered to me yeah. so they have the opportunity. And if they take that opportunity, man, life can change in 60 days. Yeah. It, it can be it can happen quicker for some other people, you know what I'm saying? I just had a whole lot to assess, you know? Love it, love it, man. Like, let me just say this, like, uh, man, utmost respect for doing this. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people have a hard time of working on their internet, them, right? So right. us as people, we have so many goals and dreams, but we are afraid to tap into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's really inside of us, but sometimes it takes the other person to like, let me help you bring that monster out that you got in. It's there. You just don't know how to connect the dots. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. can definitely relate to that. Like, it's there. Is You know how to connect the dots. Let me just help you with that. And for me, it's exciting to see watch you do that. And also, like, I just got a new job as a youth development specialist. You know, so that's exciting. And I get to work with young men. I'm yeah. excited to just help. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you, you're serious, man. I love the fact that you're excited and it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like, yeah. oh, let me do this. No, let me go ahead and speak to these men because I didn't get this at my age. You know what I'm saying? Let me sow a seed to somebody so they can branch off and do what they need to do, man. Powerful, man. Powerful. Yeah, and and, and you create this impact that's going to that's gonna impact generations. Like I was talking about, like I said, hey, man, an individual who can make good, sound decisions are, are is cultivating an atmosphere and an environment to impact generations for years to come. I'm talking about like it's going it's, it's gonna to continue to move forward. It's going to continue to propel. It's going to continue to empower because you just dropped the seed. Somebody going to come behind you and plant that seed. God is already ready to increase it. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, uh, just just getting one individual out of that group of 10 or two individuals out of that group of 20, I could take 10% and say, hey, listen, you know what? If I get 10%, if I get 1%, I'm good. Why? Because, man, somebody's changed. And and listen, regardless on the scale, how large it is or how small it is, I'm all about seeing change. And if you can see somebody change for the better, man, it's instant gratification. I'm telling you, I ain't going to lie to you, man. That's my gratification every single time is that seeing something happen. That's why I put so much work in. That's why I put yeah. my hand to work because a lot of people don't understand. And this is this is for me, uh, Craig, a lot of people don't understand. We all seek gratification, right? We all are looking for that gratification in something, some way, somehow. And I found out the easiest way to get gratification is to put your hands to work. Because you can, when you move something physically, you can see, you can see the change. When you mm. put your hands to work physically, you can see the change and you can get, you can become gratified real quick. So a lot of people want delayed gratification. It's cool. That's also a benefit to, you know, say being able to you know, be able to process things, not have to always expect something in return real fast. But if you do want to see something quickly, put your hands to work. Work can always produce for us. You, you know, mm. it, 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 it don't take over two weeks for you to get a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? You put, your, you put your hands to work. You go to your job, put your hands to work, you get a paycheck. You know, and it's gratifying when you get that paycheck because you can pay bills. You can go out to eat, take the wife out, hang out. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you want to do. Enjoy life. 
And so that's exactly what it looks like when you're going out impacting the communities, impacting the site. When you do that, because you're like, man, you know, I made a difference. I, that one person that smiled, that one person that came back and gave that feedback and said, you know what, this really changed the community. We ain't never seen any, anything like this. This is this was impactful. This this was definitely needed. You know what I'm saying? When you get that kind of feedback, it swells you up real quick. And so putting your hands to work is going to be big. And that's and that's what I'm doing. That's that's the reason why I'm jumping from state to state. That's why I'm um, creating these different avenues and systems for people to be able to access opportunity. Because, man, I'm looking for the gratification, of course, but I want to I want to see the impact. Mm. I want to see the impact. Yeah. Like I want to somebody grow. I want to see somebody develop. And I don't want to wait until I'm gone. And then all of a sudden something. Take. I want to see it in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I had a conversation with my older brother and he was like, bro, I'll look up to you. I can't tell you how powerful, more powerful that was. Like, I, I get chill just thinking about that. Like a lot of people, when they go for their purpose, they think about, okay, I'm going to chase their bag. I'm chasing the bag. I'm going to chase the bag. I'm chasing the purpose of someone saying, hey, man, you changed my life. Not just for me saying, I don't want to hear it. I don't have to hear that. I don't have to get no, no, even if like, yo, I'm doing this because of what happened. The fact that you got impacted, you know, um, question popped in my head. Let's say for an audience who has a goal, has a dream, and are afraid to take that next step, afraid to get their hands dirty. Like a lot of us are like, we, we see an end goal, right? You got a ton of vision. Okay, I want to get to this point, to that point, but there's a middle part. What do you say to the audience who's afraid to get their hands dirty and afraid to like step out on faith and take that leap and go after the journey? Okay, so this is one of the biggest things. Like, first of all, I'm gonna say you have to start, right? You have to start. Nothing happens without a start. And so you have to start. But one of the one of the things I learned is that there there is an equation for movement, right? There's an equation for movement. And you know, you said step out on faith. Mm -hmm. This is one of the biggest things that I see in personal development, when I go through uh, classes and courses to help, help and build people, I see so many people talk about, I'm afraid to start. I was just talking to a lady on TikTok, man. She was, she was telling me about how she want to write a book and things like that. And so I had wrote four books. And so I was like, hey, listen, for free, I'm going to teach you how to write your book. I want to see your book. You got a story. I want to hear the story. And so, you know, she, she became real stagnant because she just wasn't confident. And I told her the biggest reason why we don't move is because we don't have enough information. A lot of times we just don't have enough information to move. But at the same time, you don't always have to have all the information. So you got to know your percentage. This is what, I this is what I'm teaching now, Craig, is that people got to learn their percentage. Learn, know your percentage, how much information you need before your faith kicks in and then you can, and you can move. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So my, my, my biggest thing is I might need 10%. You might need 80. You might need if I, I need to know that percentage. That way I can understand with the proper expectation how much information I'm going to gather before I move. And so if I need 30% of information, I know my faith to cover the other 70%. And I'm moving. I'm in action. And so for somebody who's looking to get to that goal, get to that dream, that one thing that's going to boost your, boost your intellect, right? That's going to boost your confidence in the information that you have to move. And a lot of times it's a, it's another person, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, the proper support, we're looking for the proper uh, information or we're looking for the proper environment to do it or the resources. We're looking for all those different components. You are already the resource. 
Uh, I remember the Bible always say this, Craig. The, the Bible said, Jesus said, hey, listen, your provision is all along the way. You know what I'm saying? So all you got to do is get started and provision will be added to you as you go. Mm. You know, you, And I tell people, you don't have to know everything. There's other people that know stuff. There's there's professionals in every field. You don't have to know everything. Get Link up with somebody. I, talk, I call it link thinking, right? I say, link up with somebody. Get, get their thoughts. Get their understanding. Get their information. We got we in an information age. We got TikTok. We got Google. We got all these different social media platforms. All the all everybody just spewing out information. If you're looking for information, if you're looking for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, if you're looking for some the how tos, they're on these platforms. And I tell people all the time, it is nothing to know your purpose if you don't know how to get it manifested. If you can't manifest your purpose, if you can't provide that to the people, if you can't create it as, as a supply, it is nothing. It's absolutely worthless to the people that you say you want to help if you can't get it to them. And so it's cool to get our purpose. It's cool to know our purpose. It's cool to understand our purpose. But if we don't have the how to manifest it, how to produce it, how to convey it from one point to another, it ain't gonna help us none. And that's why I tell people, look, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to seek help, and people be like, "Man, ain't nobody out there to help." You ain't, you ain't, you ain't looking for it because all you got to do is change your environment, right? You can change up your information. You can change up the people you're talking to, right? Change up the places you're going. Information is gonna show up. The more exposure you put, the more exposure you get get on yourself, or more exposure you put on yourself, that's what you're gonna start seeing. You gonna start this, or you might see a little bit drawback but you gotta you gotta motivate yourself you gotta you gotta consi consistently hack away at the goal the dream set milestones achievable milestones we talk about smart goals and, and you know you gotta set smart goals they gotta be achievable they gotta be attainable you gotta be able to measure them you gotta be able to uh, celebrate yourself when you meet one of those you know what I'm saying? so there's a lot of components but the biggest thing for somebody who just ha have been stagnant is to go it's to go like you already at the starting line and you can't finish if you don't start. And so, you know, you can't fail. Of course you can't fail, but you also can't succeed. And both of them are a choice and an option that you have at the same time at the starting line. I can't fail if I never start, mm -hmm. but I can't succeed either if I never start. And so I have to start. And so starting is going to be the look. And, and, and one of my favorite things I've been telling people too, you can't fail if you never quit. There's mm -hmm. no way to fail. I'm 18 years, Craig. It mm -hmm. took me 18 years, and I graduate today with a bachelor's degree nice, in business nice. management. <laughs> I graduate today with a bachelor's degree. I graduated in 2004, and I dropped out of college five, six times. I don't went to jail. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't have back surgery. I didn't. I didn't have two. I got two kids, a wife. I, I'm talking about. I, I didn't deal with all these crazy things. I went through emotional stints where I was depressed and, and thinking about taking my own life. I'm, I, I'm dealing with all of these things, and I still didn't give up on getting that piece of paper that's going to give me access to be able to better my family, better my community, to better my state, better my situation. I still did it. And today I graduate. It's funny that today we're having this podcast and I graduated 730 this evening. Oh, on October 22nd. We killing it. Like we here. And so over the whole course of me spending 65 to 70 hours on a salary job over here, working my unloaded business, working the family, being a husband, being a, 
being a father, you know what I'm saying, being a minister of the gospel, preaching the gospel, and still studying. Look, we still we can do it as long as we don't give up. Yeah, I dropped out, but I didn't quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a stint of time where I wasn't being productive, but I didn't quit. Because look, right now, I'm successful at getting this piece of paper, this degree is going to give me access to a few different things. Man, yo, all of y'all got to see my face. You know how somebody write, write a, a good freestyle? you like, mm, that's my face right now, man. I'm <laughs> proud, proud of you. I didn't even know that. That's exciting, yeah. man. That's very encouraging. I'm actually going back to school myself when I start Monday. I'm about to get my bachelor's degree. So oh, that's exciting, let's man. Let's go. And, you know, let me just add to that for the audience. I'm going to be totally transparent. You know, me starting to uplift Kings and starting a book and doing podcasts. And I had three podcasts separately. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people will look at another person and be like, man, I want to be like them. Them, they had a start. They had a day one. They had a beginning. And you as a person, whoever listening to this podcast, you have a dream, whatever it's going back to school, whatever it's cooking, whatever it is, going for your dream job, you have a day one. You have a day one. I think a lot of us yeah. get so stagnant and just afraid because you're looking at everybody else, what they doing. You don't have to be perfect to start. You don't have nope. to be perfect. We're not perfect. But the, the best part about your experience, the human experience, you continue to learn as you grow. So when you yeah. start to get that run, you start to get that race, you get more stuff added to your journey. You get more knowledge added to your journey. And I do read what you were saying. The world is, is your library. You got your resources. You got people you connect with. You got us you connect with if y'all need it. Seriously. Yeah, that's real. You're definitely going to create something in the future about that. So if you're going for your purpose, you're going for your start, just create that day one. Create that day yeah. one. Go after it. Yeah, man. And I, and I believe this, man, is that learning, learning is the flower of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we really blossom when we get more information. We... We're set up to house information. Everything about our being is receptors. We got eyes, ears, nose, all of our senses, our fingers. Our, our largest organ is a receptor. That's Our skin is a receptor. We feel through the, through the receptor of skin. Like our, everything that we are, we are receptors. So we're literally taking in information. And that's why Unloaded is so serious because I tell people this all the time, Craig. I say, you got so much packed up on you. The Bible tells us that God daily load us with benefits. And if you hadn't unloaded those benefits each day, you swelling, you're packed. You know what I'm saying? You're power packed with benefits. <clears throat> you're power packed with benefits. And I'm here to help you get those out. You know what I'm saying? Not 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 only just for me, because it happened for me. And it's still happening for me today. Like I said, mm -hmm. I'm getting this degree. It's still happening for me. I, I link up with my nieces, my nephews, my brothers, my sisters, my wife. I link up with my mom. I, every every friend and family member, I'm linking up with them, trying to unload, help them unload. Now, the, 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 the thing is, the key to it all is they got to desire it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so the, the audience that we're talking to, those individuals who say, hey, listen, you know what? I haven't started. If you desire it, it's time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's time to start that get the LLC. You know what I'm saying? You got avenues. Like, my my guy, my guy Craig, his wife knows it all. You see what I'm saying? She knows it. She, she, she hooked, she, I've been working, I work with her. She hooked some things up and it's easy, expedient. She, she understands it all. And so we got avenues even right here on Uplift Kings to get that LLC popping right now. You see what I'm saying? 
Like, there's people who can help you and assist you and can get you to that next level or, or get the ball rolling with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you already got the power. You already got the ability. You already got the authority. All you got to do is add the information. Add the information. Because as soon as you got the will to do it, it's on. And so, you know, that's that's my biggest thing. Like, hey, listen, if you got the desire, I got you. If you, I, I can match what you do. You know what I'm saying? If, if you don't want to do nothing, I can't do nothing with you. But if you mm -hmm. want to do something, I can match that. Yeah. I can match that. Like, you, you got people who do matching grants. You know what I'm saying? If they, they want to help people, they want to see the community involved in that grant. So if you put in, they're going to put in. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to understand the, the, the laws that, that, op, that, 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 we, uh, that we structured under, right? We got to understand mm -hmm. the laws that we structured under. Whatever you plant, man, he said, that what you sow, that's what you're going to reap. A lot of people call it karma. Sowing and reaping. It's all the same thing. And so whenever we put something in, we're going to get something out. That's why, that's why I'm big on putting my hands to work. I know I'm going to see something. That's why I'm big on planting seeds. I know they're going to grow. Somebody going to water it if I don't. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to talk about it. They're going to go look at it and be like, oh, that's dry. We got to put some water on it. We got to take care of that. We got to take care of that seed. And so we got to we got to continue to think about the desire, like the passion, the swelling up. And then we got to we got to penetrate the, 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 the flesh. We got to penetrate the mind to get that desire out. And so get a, that, that's, that, that's, that's why I tell people, hey, listen, it's okay to be aggressive. Yeah. It's all right to be aggressive. It's all right to be aggressive. It's all right to put. It's all right to have those emotions and feelings to swell up. Just direct them in the right area. Like I tell people in my book, my book uh, unloaded. It says there's three things. I got uh, three components that we're we're structured of, Craig, and, and it's called the uh, three E's. And it's your experiences, your emotions, and your uh, your um, excuse me. It's, it's your experiences, your emotions, and your education. And education doesn't always have to be a degree, right? It doesn't. There's exchanges that we make in the world, like that we learn from. You know, we, we might go through orientations in, in in a business, and we learn information there. We might go get certifications, and we learn information there. We might do different crafts, and, and we learn information there. But there's information, like, and that's where we get our education from. Our emotions are double-edged swords. I got this emotional um intelligence uh course that I build. I built mm -hmm. the emotional intelligence in co course, and I and I haven't I haven't um, I haven't shot it out yet. I haven't, it, it hasn't been published yet, but I got it. And uh, in the emotional intelligence course, I show people, hey, listen, your emotions are double-edged swords. If you use them to build, they are tools. But if you use them to defend, they become weapons, and they can injure you too. And if, even tools used inappropriately. They, hurt, they can hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we got to understand how we use those tools. And so, like, we, 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 we're so full of so many different attributes and abilities. And the biggest, the biggest issue we normally have is finding a target, right, and directing those attributes and abilities at that target. And so once you made a decision and you got the desire to go and you already know what you want to do, you got that purpose, you can create a how. You know what I'm saying? You can create a how. You can create an avenue to make that happen. All you got to do is start, though. You have mm -hmm. to start. Exactly, exactly. Speaking of starting your purpose, um, this is part of the podcast. If you don't mind, we go a deep dive into your journey, deep dive in your past. Okay. Is there anything that you feel like, as far as this, this led you to your purpose, whether it's depression, whether it's a setback in life, feel free to just elaborate with the audience. Yeah, man. So I started out <laughs> in poverty, right? Like most black males, in the United States, we, we I started out in poverty, 
and you know split up home mom dad split up when I was young I remember and I, I don't tell too many people this but I remember when I was real young I was probably three four years old and we lived in a trailer and my mom and dad was arguing they were screaming and they called me to the back and I'm in the back and I the hardest question the hardest question to ever ask a child was asked to me and this is what I believe and, and they asked me who you want to be with, your mom or your dad. Oh, man. Okay. So that, was, that was for me. And uh, I remember what I said, man. And I still give kudos to that young Isaiah, man. I still give kudos to him. Every time I think about the story, I said, I want to be with both of you. Mm. I wanted to, I, I said, I want to, I want both of you, man. And I remember one tugging one arm and the other tugging this arm. And they was about to rip me apart, it felt like, man, because they was like, he's going to be with me. No, he was, he's going to be with me. And so I, re I always remembered that. I always remembered that kind of in, that, that 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 tension, and it, and it came with me all the time. Like it it, it motivated me throughout life. Like I didn't I didn't ever want to produce that for my family. I didn't ever want to regenerate that same thing. And so I thought I always thought about that. But I was an angry kid. I was an angry kid. So I believe my anger was one of my motivations that got me through life. But it's also one of the things that I had I had to change when I grew up. Because the same that same anger, my mom that, that put me through, made me a good football player, made me a good athlete. That same anger that had me uh, dialed in, you know, what I'm saying, had me motivated, was the same anger my mom told me that it will kill you if you don't get it under control. And so, you know, and and, and it was crazy that my mom could see it because I felt like I was doing well, you know, coming from poverty, single parent home. I'm the fifth child, and my mom raised five children by herself. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm the fifth child. And, and so I'm working. I get this scholarship. I go to college. I'm handling business. You know what I'm saying? I'm handling business. I'm the, the crazy part is I got exposed to the drug game. When I go visit my dad, he would he would take me over these drug houses. And I would sit in these drug houses and I'd be afraid. I was, I'd be so afraid, man. And, and, and so it'd be late at night. And, and it got to the point, man, where I would leave and go walk from one city to another city so I wouldn't have to be in that environment as a kid. And my dad would drive up hours after I, while I'm walking. My dad would pull up next to me and say, hey, get in. I said, no, nah, I ain't getting back in that car. I don't know where you're going to take me. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was going through those things as I was growing up. But I was a good athlete, right? I was diagnosed as dyslexic, bro. Like, mm. I, was I was diagnosed as dyslexic. I couldn't read. But the teachers would stand me up in front of the audience, in front of the whole class and have me read. Knowing I couldn't couldn't articulate the same way, so they put me in resource classes, called me retarded, called me dumb, called me stupid, and they put me in isolation. And I realized something now that took place then is that that isolation turned into solitude for me because I started working on myself. Even then, I picked up a thesaurus, I picked up a dictionary, I started to understand words a little bit more, so I can remember them versus read them. So when they came across my page, I understand something people don't know about me, Craig, is that if you put a word in front of me that I never seen, I can't read it. You see what I'm saying? And, and so, you know, technology helps me along the way now, but like I was, I was diagnosed dyslexic. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to teach me back then. They didn't know how to cultivate the, the gift that I had back then. And so as I grew up, you know what I'm saying? I learned a new way of learning. I learned how to, I learned how to study my way. 
and my unique way of studying helped me understand how to unload, unpack, un unlock, unveil every attribute and ability that I possess. Even going through a personal development training camp, of course. And the crazy thing is, I went to college on a football scholarship. I dropped out of college on a football with the even with a football scholarship because I was getting caught up in fraternities, bro. I got I got caught up. I got caught up in, in fraternities, pledging cap alpha side. I pledged three, four times. I let these people beat me. I learned all of their. I learned all of their knowledge. I learned all of their information, and I let these people beat me. And then I was like, "Man, this I can't do this. I can't do this." I was broken. I was broken mm -hmm. to the point. They told me it was gonna be love on the other side. I was like, "Well, why do I gotta go through this if it's love?" And I remember telling the guys I was online with. I said, "Listen, I said, listen, they wouldn't do it because I was hood back then." And I said, they wouldn't do this if we was in the streets. I said, they only doing this because they couldn't do this to me if we was in the streets. I said, these kids cats couldn't put their hands on me like this if we was in the streets. I said, and watch this. When I cross, I'm going to get them all. And, but I didn't cross. I never finished. I never finished, man. And so there was some identity stuff going on with me, you know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to connect with a group. I was trying to connect with societies. I was trying to connect with people, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't working. And so I'm hood, though. You know what I'm saying? I was rapping. I, I remember dropping out of, of college, going to Houston, rapping, selling my CDs, having shows, doing all this crazy stuff, living a different life. I remember coming back to Arkansas. I started, uh, I, I went back, came back to Arkansas, and I went up to nor northern Arkansas. And so it, this after college, after I done dropped out of college twice, bro. That's two times already, right? Mm -hmm. That's after I done dropped out of college twice. And so I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and... And this, these are all pivotal moments. These are all uh, significant pivotal moments. I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. My buddy I went to school with, I went to college with, he he was up in Fayetteville for his grad school. Now, he done graduated. He's younger than me. I, I, I done went to college twice, and I dropped out. You know what I'm saying? And I, he up here in grad school. And I'm in the same city he in. I just came to visit, but I never, I never came back home. I just stayed up there in Fayetteville. Ended up getting a job at the bars. Uh, ended up, you know, saying getting back into the drug game. I started hustling packs, you know, saying. And so I was like, man, life is getting crazy. I was doing it for a long time. I ended up doing cocaine, X pills, all these different drugs. I ended up smoking weed. I ain't never liked smoking weed. I ended up smoking weed. I ended up doing all these crazy different things. I engaged in this crazy lifestyle, just spiraling down. I was an alcoholic. And I remember this, Craig. I would wake up in the morning. I'd be, I, now I, I, I built my own studio. I would have people from the local local artists come in and record. I was making money, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I remember in my studio, I sit there and I I never slept. I never slept because I always I was always on edge. I always thought somebody was coming through. You know what I'm saying? I had the pack with me. I had the pistol with me. I had the drink with me. And I sit it on my pool table in my studio. And I look at my, I, I, I take a snort of cocaine. I take a shot of vodka. And then I get that pistol and think about shooting myself, taking my own life. And I remember one thing my mom said. She said, you can't repent from that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't repent from that. You can't take your life. You can't repent from that. All this other stuff I'm doing, I can turn away from it. I can't yeah. turn away from taking my own life. Right. So that was the only blocker, man. And I would get calls from my sisters. I would get calls from my mom. They'd be like, hey, bro, they picked me. They called me. I look at the phone. I wouldn't ask. But I listened to that voicemail because I wanted to hear them. I had separated from my whole family. And I listened to that, man. I went out. And it was two weeks before my birthday. I'm going to let you know. Like, it was two weeks before my birthday. I went out. And I was about to turn 27 years old. So I went out two weeks before my birthday. And I'm I'm at the I'm, I'm going to throw a big party because I told my bro, I'm done. I'm going to quit. 
I'm finna quit drinking, finna quit smoking, finna quit selling packs. I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna be a coach. I want to yeah. impact some lives. I had, I had already shifted up here, but I had decided that I was going to stop. So I wanted to, I said, one more time. I said, one more time. I'm going to throw a party one more time. I'm going to go out to the bars one more time. I don't want to leave my friends in the in the situation in these without knowing what's going on. So I'm going to kick it with them and let them know and I'm going to throw a party and announce what's going on. And so I set up everything. I called every plug I had. I, I went and got all the alcohol, all the bootleggers, everybody that had any kind of drug I had it stashed in that studio, ready for an after party from the street. So I'm on the streets and we're, we're partying, we're drinking. I'm selling packs out there on the streets. Uh, I'm, I'm over here hitting the pack, you know what I'm saying? It's time to go home. I remember it was like 2, 2 a.m. in the morning and, you know, we was about to leave. And my boy, he was, he was like, uh, he was like, hey man, why don't you just jump in the truck now? I was a wise guy selling, bro. And uh, what? at least this is what I, I thought anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I would take taxis everywhere I went. There was no, there was like, there was no real trail. And so I would take taxis everywhere I went. And I used the same taxi driver all the time. And so I would take taxis everywhere. And this, on this particular night, because I decided I was going to break all these habits, I ended up jumping in the whip with, mm-hmm. with one of my guys. And I, and I'm, and we're, we're literally like 30 yards away from my studio, we get pulled over. Mm. And we get pulled over, and I got 32 grams of cocaine on me. My homeboy got weed on him. <clears throat> my cocaine is all separately packed. And I end up sitting on the side of the road. It was 2.16 in the morning. I end up sitting on the side of the road in handcuffs while all the people I invited to my studio drove by me. And they asked me, are you all right? Are you all right? And it was so humbling, man, because <clears throat> I was like, dang. Everybody I invited, they see, they get to, they get to see me get locked up. They get to see this, and I told my boy, I said, "Hey man, don't say nothing." I said, "It's my stuff. I take the charge." Right? That's what I told mm-hmm. him. I said, "Don't say nothing." We was locked up in the car. I said, "Don't say nothing. It's my. I take the charge." On uh, the sad part is, on the contrary, he did, he said something, right? And so they had a case on me, and, and versus now they had a witness versus me just saying, "Hey, listen, I I did this. I take the charge." Yeah, and so. I'm facing 30 years of incarceration, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm six years old, facing 30 years of incarceration. They finna take my whole life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, if I came back into the into this world, and I after 30 years, I wouldn't know what to do or where to start. They was about to take my whole life, bro. And this was my first offense. I even studied law, bro, a little bit during that time. And I was like, man, there's people with the same kind of felony. There's people with the same kind of situation, and they went out on nine months of probation. They went out on three years of probation, but I'm getting right. 30 years? Why me? <laughs> I'm like, why me? And uh, so I go back home, because like the, uh, my guy, his, his, his dad, we was young, right? But his dad was like, you know, you got my son locked, uh, involved in all these drugs. I'm, he was trying to kill me. And mm-hmm. um, so I was like, man, I said, I called my boy. I was like, listen. Your dad's, your dad's threatening. He's threatening me. And if he comes to the studio, there's one way in, one way out. And I said, I'm going to leave. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I said, he better not show up. Yeah. In the same, in the same breath, man, I, I got, I, I took the call. I, I went ahead and called my mom. I said, mom, I think I'm going to kill somebody. Or I told my sister, I was like, hey, can y'all come pick me up? Right. And uh, they, they came from Little Rock to Fayetteville, Arkansas, picked me up. And took me down, brought me down here, man. And at that time, I didn't know that my sister, my mom, my brothers, all of them, I didn't know all of them was in the church, bro. I just didn't know that. I didn't know they was in the church. My, my mom had started a church. 
and the you know I, I'm I'm in a place of depression. I'm in a place of, of of alcoholism. I'm a drug addict and a drug dealer. I'm doing all these crazy things. I done, I've been a thief. I've been a robber. I was I, I was hood gangster. All that stuff everybody wanted to be. I done been it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. You know I was I was doing I was doing the mix of of things that just wasn't good. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And all my family are in the church, and I and I've been rejecting their phone calls, bro. Yeah. You know, but I've been, I've been listening to their voicemails, but I've been rejecting their phone calls. And what happened is, I got down there, and my brother was like, "Hey, man, come come to Sabbath service." And I was like, "Nah, man, you don't know who I am." I said, "I, said, I don't belong there. You don't know who I am." He said, "I said I can't go." He said, "Yes, you can." And I remember those words, man. Yes, you can. And I tell people this all the time. Yes, you can. Because those those three words, yes, you can, changed my life. Because in two weeks, I ended up going to a Sabbath service. Now, I, I went to that service, and I still had a pack on me. I still had cocaine in my pocket. And I went to that service, and I saw my daddy there. I was like, what is my daddy doing here? I saw my mama there. She was up teaching. I saw my brothers and my sisters. There. I was like, hold up, man. Like, my whole family's in the church. What's going yeah. on here? And I heard one word being taught when my mom was speaking. She said, activation. And immediately, everything on the inside of me just rose. I started crying. I started hyperventilating. Craig, you, you know the people when they cry and they know they, they nose get the run in the eye. Yeah, it's just yeah, bubbles yeah. everywhere. Man, I was, I, was in, I was a mess. I got up and walked out of the church and I sat on the porch. And I sat on the porch and I cried and my sister came out. And she started crying. And she asked me, she said, why are you crying? What's wrong? I said, I thought, I thought y'all was going to hate me. I thought y'all was gonna be mad at me for what I've done. She said, "No, we'll always love you." Yeah. And it blew me away, you know, because I was expecting condemnation, and uh, I was received with love, and so, and I know that's that's family, and it, and, it, and and but I was received with love even though I felt condemnation, and so man, I gave at that very day on the Sabbath, I gave my life over to Christ, man, and I literally like. I stopped drinking, smoking, all having sex, cussing, rapping, all that stuff, all at once. Never had a withdrawal, bro. Never mm. had a withdrawal. Never had an issue. And, and so when I came out of that, bro, I emptied myself out. I ain't had nothing. I ain't have nothing left in me because I, I I wrote my whole life, write music. I, I you know what I'm saying I rap my whole life, spin 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 bars. I uh I, I've been selling drugs. I, that that was my way and avenue of money. But I'm fa- I gave my life to Christ. Yeah, man, I'm saved. That's my salvation. But I'm facing 30 years of yeah. incarceration. Yeah. It, it didn't stop right there. So, so man, I petitioned. I tried to petition the uh, the judge and the church and the people in the community. They signed this petition and sent to the judge. He wasn't having it. And yeah. then, so we petitioned heaven, man. We prayed. And so, you know, I had a lot of people talking. And it was a lot of noise in my ear. I had gave, I had spent thousands of dollars on a lawyer. So I went from thirty years, and he was like, "Man, we can we can settle at 20. I was like, "Settle at 20? I said, "Bro," I said, "You talking from thirty to 20? I said, "That that that really didn't change nothing." I said, "I get it. That's a ten year drop, but that ain't changed nothing, man. I'm still on my first offense. I'm still facing half of my life." You know what I'm saying? Being taken away from me or whatever the case may be. It's a it's a large portion of my life being smothered away. And so, you know, he kind of he kind of backed out on me. And so I stood in front of that judge, man, on October of last year. I mean, October, not last year, October of 2013. It was it was it was actually October the 21st, which would have been yesterday, uh, <laughs> which would have been wow. yesterday, nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I stood in front of that judge, man. I told that judge, I said, man. I said, I'm not that same person who committed those crimes. 
He looked at me and he wanted to, he wanted, he wanted to condemn me. He wanted to say, you are, you are that person. And he couldn't get it. To, he couldn't formulate it. And I watched him reason with himself right there on that stage. Mm. While he sat there in that place of authority, I watched him reason with himself, Craig. He was reasoning with himself and he went from 30 years to 20 years, from 20 years to 10 years, from 10 years, he suspended seven. That made it three years. Out of those three years, I served nine months. My mom told me, she said, it, it takes nine months to birth the baby. I came out that bad boy on fire for the Lord. I came out that bad boy doing the will of God, preaching the gospel, hell in the business. And let me tell you, mm. I can tell you a lot of stories that took place during that nine months while I was incarcerated. I've seen a lot of stuff. I see the oppression that people go through. I've yeah. experienced the tough side. So when people look at me and be like, Isaiah, you're successful. You're teaching, you're training. You got a wife, you got a life. I'm like, man, listen, I also had those other sides of the life. You know what I'm saying? I also experienced the, the adverse side of life. I also experienced the felonies. I also experienced being rejected for apartment because I got a felony. You know what? God told me, he said, if they, if they reject you for apartment, go buy a house. And so hmm. I went and got two of them. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> because there there is no limits yes. to what you ask when you access the kingdom, man. Like, and that's what I that's where I live. And so, man, um, those are very those are very pivotal moments, man. Like my my place of depression, my place of alcoholism, my place of suicidal thoughts. You know what I'm saying? That ment that mental anguish, my emotional issues that I was experiencing, man. Like that, those those were serious for me. And when, and when I hit that bottom, when I hit that place where I knew my life was over, I gave my life over to Christ, bro. And when I, and, and that was the largest, that was the greatest decision I ever made. I tell people this every day, even when I'm teaching, I say, listen, I made one decision to make all the moral decisions for the rest of my life. And that's to follow Christ. I treat you well, just because I, I, I have that one, one decision to make all my moral yeah. decisions. I do good by you because I had that one decision to make all my moral decisions. Do I have my favorite color? Yes. Do I have my favorite food? Yes. God ain't trying to dictate that. It's it's the morality to do well by others. And that's what I do, man. And it's been very profitable for me. And a lot of people be like, man, you know, you can't, you can't profit off the kingdom, man. No, your salvation comes with pr provision. Your my, like my life came with provision. This life I got right now, it came with provision, but it took me, it took me to make a decision and it's going to mm -hmm. take every individual to make a decision Craig. Yeah. It's going to, they're going to have to make a decision for themselves they're going to have to choose it for themselves but listen it was still yet made available to me it was still yet presented to me and we have to present those things yeah. to people we got to give people those opportunities create oh this is present and available for me absolutely absolutely yeah. this is present for you and you can take advantage of it for free today you know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. You know, um, we we, we got to do that. But like, yeah, man, that that's my story. And so then I found myself right in the personal development. I did some other things too, man, Craig. Like I, I had back surgery recently. And I, I want to share this too, with you too because it, it's very powerful. I had back surgery recently. And my back, it was trouble, right? I couldn't bend up. I couldn't stand up. I didn't gain 50, 60 pounds. It's crazy. Right. And so I, I go to have back surgery. I lay down on the table. They cut me open. And on that table, they cut me open. They see my back and they say I could they couldn't find anything wrong with my back when they got in there. Mm. But they but what they did find was the scar tissue from the healing. I was like, yeah. I said, what? I said they had you telling me they had to cut me open so they could see that I was healed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Ooh. I said that.
that's that's powerful. He said, I'm gonna create you, you're gonna be a witness. My, your, your life is gonna be a testimony to everything that I do for anybody on this earth. He said, Your life, they, they didn't stop right. He said, I didn't stop right with the Bible. He said, I didn't stop doing acts with the apostles. He said, I didn't stop. He said, I'm still doing it today. I'm still healing. I'm still manifesting. I'm still producing. I'm still providing. I'm still loving on you. And I said, man, you know what, God, keep doing it for me because this is what this is what we this is this is what we have access to in the kingdom. From from hernia, listen, I had multi-level disc bulges and herniations okay. in my back that was pressing upon my spinal that was pressing upon my spinal column and the nerves, the nerve roots. And it was causing issues for my legs, right? And so they they went into my they went in and they cut me open. And the only thing they could find was the scar tissue from healing. Mm. Come on, bro. I was like, oh yeah. I said, I said, you gotta give God the glory. You gotta got to. talk about these things. Got to. You know, and, and so like this, this is what this is where I'm at. Like, even when I went into Home Depot and uh I had a felony, they they didn't want to give me the job. The lady discriminated against me, bro. She discriminated against me. But the but the, the the fact was that job I was supposed to have, and so so the thing is, God circumvented that. I got into Home Depot a different way. I I never interviewed for Home Depot, and let me tell you something. Every every position that I got throughout Home Depot as I escalated into management, I never interviewed for. I never interviewed for. So so it started without an interview, and it ended without an interview. And this is my big. This is the big thing though. What what's really awesome is that the lady who didn't who, who who would not allow me a job to push carts in Home Depot, I ended up being her boss. I ended up being her boss. And what's 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 beautiful about that is I treated her with the greatest love. Yes. You see what I'm saying? I made sure she understood. Hey, listen, man, like you you people have a past, people went through things, they've had mm -hmm. experiences, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot that we deal with. But their past is not their present, and their past is not their future. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when we start looking at people, we got to see the value in them and stop looking at their past because their past is not the value of them. It's what, it's what they're producing right now. It's, mm -hmm. it's their desires and their goals and their dreams and their aspirations that creates the value that they can produce for a company, business, corporation, even just for their families. You see what I'm saying? And so that's, that's my whole scope of things, man. And so now I'm parting ways with Home Depot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping into another, I'm jumping into another corporation where they giving me greater pay. They, I got another, I got a higher level of, uh, influence, right? I'm, 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 I got more time I can spend with my family. Plus I, I still do my work. I still do the unloaded work. I still handle that business. And, and, and listen, and it's, it is something that's, that's essential for my life because it's, it's helping me create my how to access more people to help and aid assist more people with the purpose that I got. Unload it. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> man, man. Powerful story, man. And powerful impact. And one of the takeaways that I got from you, um, I can definitely relate from being labeled dyslexic, being labeled retarded. And I want you guys to like look at these two individuals sitting in the same room. Now, had we not told you that, you would never know that. Yeah. What I mean is a lot of times we let people say things about us, we let people treat us a certain way, and we let that false and false that false narrative become our reality. That's not true. Either one of us could easily stop, you know what? Dang, they right. I am this. I am I am retarded, or whatever the case may be. What I'm telling you yeah. is don't let nobody 
no organization, no company, no ex, nothing. Nobody tell you who you're not. That's real. And don't let that affect your reality. We could have easily stopped and like, you know what? Yeah, they were right. And I'm sure we had those moments. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did. And that affected me for majority of my life. And now I'm getting to the point where, like, I arrive. I'm here. Yeah. And when you get to the point where you arrive and you hear, wow. you confident and you standing tall and you stand like a king, you stand like a queen and you standing tall like a young prince and you know, you know who you are. That means nobody yeah. can tell you who you're not. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect, but you're going to keep going. You're going to keep standing tall. I just had to say that real quick before you yeah. wrap up. Uh, any, hey. any, um, Boy, that's it. I feel it. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, I love what you're saying, Craig. Man, I really do. I love what you're saying, and the reason why is because it's 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 a signification of our uniqueness. It it literally it literally established the fact that we're so unique that everybody won't be able to determine what you possess. And more, most often, your uniqueness is going to be categorized as weird. It's going to be categorized as something out of pocket, right? It's going to be categorized as something peculiar, right? They So that, that's your uniqueness. But I, I want to leave people with this is that your uniqueness is the volume of your value. Your uniqueness is the volume of your value. It screams out into your success. That's your crown. So, mm -hmm. so you put your crown on, King. Like, Queen, you got to put your crown on. Like, put your crown on. Your uniqueness is your crown. You, you Look, it's going to scream out into your business. Like, everybody go get the same education. They go get the same degrees. They go, they go open up the same type of businesses. It's their uniqueness that's their crown. It's their royalty. You look at, you look at Jeff Bezos. You look at that guy, man, in Amazon. Everybody, been, they've been delivering UPS. They've been delivering USPS. They've been delivering FedEx for decades. And he came out with Amazon and he put his uniqueness on it. It was the same systems he created. He, he said, you know what? Let me put my juice on that. Let me put my uniqueness on that. And now he's a multi-billionaire. That's what happens right there. That's what happens when you accept what you possess, what's, what's yours. All these, all these people, they're going to point the finger. They're going to tell you that you're out of pocket. They're going to point the finger and tell you that you're different. They're going to point the finger and tell you that you're weird. They're going to point the finger and tell you that you're, you're, you're retarded. They're going to say you're, they're going to isolate you. But you got to take all of that and you got to work on yourself. You got to put, you got to get into a place of solitude. I remember Superman going into a place of solitude when he came out. He went out and saved the world. Your, your gifts, your uniqueness, what you possess is, is access for somebody, somebody to do greater. It's access to pull somebody out of tough situations and circumstances. It's access for the betterment of your community. And so whenever you tap into that and you start applying that, you put your crown on. Some people say put your cake, but you put your crown on and you, you go and you go establish your authority. You go establish your dominion, whatever field or industry that you in, and you handle that business because look, you got it. You already possess it. You sometimes we just need to link up with the right people to draw it out. Yes. Yes, man, this was a powerful, powerful conversation. I feel like we're going to do a part two and part three because there's so much we can discuss. So I'm going to definitely have you on again for part two and part three because um, God is talking to me in this conversation. I feel it. And I feel like, man, you can start something where we do something where we're talking about talking to young men. Yeah. I haven't figured it out. We'll create something in the future. So anybody's listening, something something major about the shake between us. We about to create something epic. So when you get off this podcast, I'm gonna definitely tell you about that. Um feel free to enter, uh, feel free to 
let the audience know what's going on with you currently, your social medias, your handles, and everything before you wrap. Absolutely. Hey, listen, unloadedstore.com uh, is where you can find any of my merchandise. Uh, you can find my events and tickets. Right now we have a event taking place in Little Rock, Arkansas, the Unloaded uh, Big Impact Success Conference. Unloaded Big Impact Success Conference. And we're going to be talking about massive impact. We're going to talk about personal impact. We're going to talk about social impact and financial impact, right? We're going to talk about those, those components of life and we're going to provide a lot of information. I'm coming to different metropolitan cities right now, uh, building uh, a team in each each area with, with speakers from that 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 community. And so I'm, I'm getting speakers from that community. I'm not just taking the juice for myself. I'm getting speakers from that community, and I'm building a platform for everybody who got a voice, who want to change their community, who want to change their city and state, who want to change their nation. And I want to make sure that voice is heard. Um, so I'm doing that. So you can get your tickets. I got early access until October the 31st. Uh, you can get up to uh, 50% off. Initially, it was just an in-person event, but I'm going to start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convey an opp opportunity for uh, people to access that event online as well. So as soon as I get that, I'll put that out there. Um, but Craig, man, I'm still writing the books. I'm still putting together uh, opportunities for people in the community. I'm still speaking, teaching, empowering, equipping, unloading, unlocking, unpacking, unveiling attributes and abilities for success. Y'all can hit me up on social media platforms. Each platform you'll find me on at I am unloaded. Uh, so at I am unloaded, you can find me there. If you need to get in touch with me, please email me. It's the quickest way to, for me to respond. You can catch me up on info at unloaded.live. Info at unloaded.live. Or you can hit me up on text at 682-367-5781. Uh, so, you know, give me a shout. If you're talking about being a partner in your, in your community, if you, if you try to speak, if you want to uh, jump on a stage, you want to build up a team in your area, I want to help you be, I want to be that pivotal person to help you build and establish that that dynamic team so you can continue to do great things, put your voice out there, impact the nation, uh, continue to grow and expand at the greatest level and capacity possible. Awesome. Awesome. Um, this podcast will be out soon at the time. You'll find out. But um, all your information will definitely be in the, in the caption. So everybody will definitely have a chance to, to reach out to you as far as anything they need in the future. I want to definitely say thank you to the audience. Also, I am truly grateful for your support. This podcast has been going on for amazing four seasons. I have the pleasure of interviewing guys from you know, all over the world, from the UK, from Ireland, from Canada, to black, white, whatever. I'm expanding to women also. So this podcast is going to be for everybody. And I'm just truly grateful for your support. I am truly grateful for this great brother right here, man. We got some awesome things coming, guys. Stay tuned. Remember, continue to walk with your purpose. Team walk with your head up high. You are who you say you are, not who they think you are. Remember that always, guys, and have a great day.